0: Hello, hello, welcome to the Maleco and Flash podcast. I'm Maleco. Deja vu, it's Flash
1: again. <laughs> it's another Wednesday,
0: and uh, we are excited for another fantastic episode for you today. Flash has come through again with another fantastic bartender. This time, uh, he has picked somebody from the roof of the international marketplace at Baku.
1: That is correct, Baku, uh, third floor international marketplace. We have the lovely and talented Lauren here. Hi, Lauren.
2: Hi, thank you for having me.
1: Thanks for coming on in today.
0: Absolutely. Uh, now, you've already made us some cocktails here. It has a very familiar flavor. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes. But what did you make us?
2: All right, so I made you a drink, our signature drink, called the Toki Doki. Um, I picked this one because it's really light and refreshing. Um, it is our most popular drink there, so that's another reason why I picked it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I can see why, too.
1: It tastes but, almost like a pink what, lemonade or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: what
2: exactly is? is in it? Okay, so I use... Um, 1.5 ounces of cucumber vodka.
1: Oh, she's getting super technical mm-hmm. on this. Mm-hmm. you want technical? Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> go, go, go technical. I like it.
2: Um, I do three ounces of unfiltered sake. Okay. I add a little bit of um, peach schnapps. I That's use... the
1: taste, the peach. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I add a little bit of sweet and sour and a splash of pomegranate juice to give it that nice pink color. Okay. Um, I str- shake it up, strain it over ice, and add some club soda on top.
1: And now the unfiltered sake, that's the, the milky mm-hmm,
2: the one that's white cloudy.
1: one. Yeah, yes. okay. That's nice, and
0: the bubbles are nice on it, too. So it's it's three spirits, plus a couple of little uh, little tasters in there. Mm-hmm. This is delicious. This is fantastic. Lauren, thanks for making these. Absolutely. All right, so we got our drink of the day here, to Lauren, of course, at Baku, if you want to stop by and uh, pick one of those up for yourself, or make them along at home, so you can play along at home. Uh, right now, let's introduce uh, our special musical guest today, Flash. We're excited. We, it's great when we have a guest that can also play music, because uh, in podcast land, we're not allowed to play music unless the artist is here to do that for us, so ladies and gentlemen, Put your hands together for Mike
1: Love. Legendary Mike Love. Yes. So stoked to
0: finally have you
3: on. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks for having
0: me on. Uh, I don't know what kind of trickery Flash had to do to get you in here,
1: but I'm stoked that you are here, man.
3: Oh, it's Flash, man. You just asked.
1: (laughs) You know, the thing is, we've been trying to get Mike on for quite a while, but he's been on tour for, like, the last couple months when we started the show. Mike, finally back in town.
3: Yeah, happy to be home.
0: Very cool. We're glad to have you here with us today, Mike. You're gonna, we're going to play some music, obviously. We're going to play some of your pre-recorded tracks, plus we'll have you do something live for us today. Uh, but before we do anything, before we start any part of the show, we have to start our word of the day. And what that is, is you give us a word, we're going to try and say it as often as possible. People at home are going to drink every time they hear the word, uh, and we'll <laughs> go from there. By people at home, he means Moleco and Flash. <laughs> it's mostly just us. But it's kind of like, you know, Pee Wee Herman, when you say the word of the day, everybody okay. freaks out. Same thing here. Only Flash is Pee Wee.
1: In more ways than one, sadly, <laughs> but true, yes. <laughs> so what do you think, Mike? All right, well, we got Earth Day coming up. Let's go with Earth. Earth. Oh, All right. look at that. <laughs> when you hear the word
0: Earth today, folks, it's time to take your, uh, your cup, your beverage of choice, and uh, take a little drink there for you. Lauren, I'm going to just uh, do a little sample sip right here. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right, starting right now. Mike, you're here, man. This is exciting. We've wanted you on the show for so long. Uh, you. You've
3: been on tour. Where have you been? Uh, Well, I just came back uh, from—we started our tour in Costa Rica, and then we headed up to uh, Texas from there and then kind of covered the whole eastern U.S., southeast U.S.
1: I do have to say, uh, as far as touring goes, Costa Rica to Texas is a little (laughs) bit of an odd jump. Yeah, no,
3: actually, (laughs) it's— Lee, what the hell's going on, (laughs) Lee? (laughs) It's actually pretty—it's actually not that far. You know, to get to Costa Rica, you have to fly through Texas. Right. And and then—so we just— being that being the closest spot kind of to jump to the U.S. from Costa Rica. We had a festival in Costa Rica that we played, and then we just you nice. know, started our tour in Texas from there.
1: Who else was uh, on the festival lineup?
3: Oh, man, a lot of, it was a lot of EDM, but um, the other live artist uh, headliner was Xavier Rudd. Oh, yeah,
1: that is uh the Mike Love Xavier Rudd slash EDM combo. <laughs> that's a that's a supernatural normal fit. Well, you'd be surprised, man. We're doing
3: it again in uh, at the Electric Forest in in uh, I guess it's in uh, Michigan. I think uh, really, yeah. Later this year, wild. a major travel destination with, uh, there for you, Michigan. Yeah, so yeah, it's a pretty 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 massive festival. Uh, yeah. It's a, a lot a lot of EDM and kind of a crazy like psychedelic wonderland in the middle of the forest where they build all kinds of insane art, like 50-foot sc- So this is like a Michigan's
1: version of Burning Man?
3: Sort of, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a kind of a similar, similar concept, I yeah. guess. Which well, is, I mean, you know, I, I get what you're saying. It's still kind
0: of a dated reference, though, because pretty much all these musical festivals now are this giant
1: uh, displays that they build. They put these art displays up. The stages yeah. are incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not dated. They're all following the Burning Man model. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. What, what's ever going to sell tickets, which is why yeah. EDM, you get stuck with EDM on any festival lineup because yeah. promoters want to sell yeah. tickets. Yeah,
3: yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure Burning Man's still going strong, too. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Can't wait to go back. I know, Maleko's favorite. <laughs> are are you a, a fan of EDM?
3: Uh, I'm. I Honestly, I, I wouldn't say I'm not a fan, but I just... Uh, I'm not really I haven't really gotten into it
0: you bust out the glow sticks and the furry boots
4: <laughs>
3: yeah I'm not really like if I if, if I if, I don't really go to shows you know if I play so many shows that when I get a chance to be home I just stay at home can
1: put like wrap some Christmas tree uh, lights in the dreadlocks <laughs> down the down the the goatee in the yeah. front <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can visualize this this is great yeah man, I'm I... sure you can yeah.
0: oh, God how about yeah. you Lauren you like EDM it's uh,
4: alright
0: yeah
2: not my
1: absolute favorite but it's fun
2: it's fun it's fun we, it found, a place. we
1: found the only two people in hawaii that don't <laughs> like edm's yeah, I, I love it
3: you know lee lee lee's into it you know he does yeah he looks like he a raver a of... i can he, tell he's <laughs> got
1: the secret room at hawaiian brian's playing exactly. all the weird yeah. stuff yeah. at yeah. 5 a.m yeah. yeah he's friends with miko he told me so i'm like <laughs> oh, oh, okay there you, you go. go
0: yeah that explains it yeah. that's good uh so mike you you, you know you in the studio here, I like saying your name, Mike Love. Mike Love. It's such a great name. It's such a <laughs> a, a, a fantastic artist name. Thanks,
3: um, I like your name too. Thanks, dude. Is uh, <laughs> my
0: name? My name is a nickname. Is your name real?
1: Yeah.
3: Is, yes, is that your real? real? Yep, Get out of Mike here, love. Yep, Mike Love. Mike Love is real. That's my real name.
1: Get <laughs> out of here. So <laughs> Flash. it's flashed. Totally real. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: <with> that, uh, <laughs> that's great. With well, when you're born with a name like that, you almost have to become a performer.
3: Yeah. I mean, I guess you know uh, it's. Uh, it, it never really occurred to me. I guess, you know, there's a, there's a, obviously the the Beach Boys singer is named Mike Love as well. And mm-hmm. I, I never really listened to the Beach Boys all my life. And when I finally started, you know, I played in bands over the years and then I finally started doing my solo thing, you know, like oh, a little over 10 years ago or something. And, and the first gig I did, the guy was like, so yeah, do you get confused with the guy from the Beach Boys? And I was like, well, who? You know, I, didn't, I didn't, you know I didn't know so like uh so it's just like well it's it's my name so I'm going with it. <laughs> uh, I I
1: do have to say um I had one person earlier this week and I said, "Hey, you know, we have Mike Love on the podcast this week." And I said I was all excited because I I've been so excited to get Mike on the show. <laughs> and they're like, "You got Mike Love from the Beach Boys on your podcast?" <laughs> and it, like to me you know, I guess born and raised in Hawaii, it doesn't even dawn on me. Yeah, like, me when either. I think of Mike Love, I think of you. Yeah. Like, Mike Love from the Beach Boys is not yeah. my generation or not at the top of right. mind. Yeah.
0: Uh, but as as a booking agent, though, Mike Love's got to be great, though. You <laughs> tell people,
1: oh, I got Mike Love for you. We'll do it at half the Beach Boys price. <laughs> Are you sure this venue is big enough for Mike Love? It seems kind of small. No, no,
3: full price. Full, full price. Full price. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, just... um.
0: Just looking at you, yeah. You know, it's obviously the podcast. People can't, but you know, just if you were to judge a book by its cover, I mean, you look like a roots reggae artist, um, but your sound is so much more progressive. Um, you've got a little bit more uh, soul and R and B. There's mm-hmm. definitely some rock vibes in there. Yeah. Uh, do people do people misjudge you? Do people look at you and think, "Oh, I know what this set's going to be like," and then you come out there and, and surprise them?
3: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think nowadays it's it's pretty. People are pretty. uh they're pretty hip to it because of like, you know, YouTube and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So they're, they 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 kind of know what they're getting when they come to a show. But yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of uh contributed to my success. I think you find that like in in any artist nowadays, it's like you know, we have we live in this time where everything is at your fingertips, right? And so mm-hmm. you have uh you know, an artist like me who plays reggae music. It's kind of the foundation of of everything that I do, but at the same time I listen to like Everything except for EDM. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, you, uh, we actually we had an artist in here just a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about how uh, when people hear your music or people hear about you or they hear you're coming, the first place they go is YouTube. Mm -hmm. um are you are you active on youtube are you uploading little tracks are you playing in little places
3: yeah you know it's kind of funny i don't really have a very active youtube channel but all of the stuff that i've done on on youtube has been through different outlets like high sessions or audio tree or uh even uh you know my friend has like a ukulele channel so like i've done a bunch of ukulele songs with him and i haven't really like uploaded videos on my own but uh but all of you know, I've got a lot of, of videos on YouTube through these other outlets that have you know millions of views and everything, so that's kind of where you know I have I have a pretty uh spread out worldwide fan base. You know, they've got a lot of fans in like South America and Europe and you know Australia and Asia, and it's kind of spread out all over the world, I think, because of YouTube, you know, and and just kind of like that. That exposure of having something kind of go viral and then people share it you know all over the world and all over the earth maybe all over <laughs> hey yo drink lauren
0: <laughs> uh so it, when you meet people like that and they say oh you know you, you go to some foreign place you're in some foreign costa land. rica Costa example, Rica for example a place maybe you've <laughs> never been um are you are you still surprised by the masses are you still surprised by the people who are super fans and they're in a place of the world that you've never been
3: yeah yeah i mean it it is it's pretty amazing you know we've been we've been all over the place and and uh you know to go to like uh Australia and Aotearoa and and you know like sell out shows or go to Europe and you know sell out shows over there and and just like places yeah you've never been that you'd you'd be like you'd kind of be like wow is anybody gonna show up to this show and then you go there and it's like this incredible enthusiastic crowd and they don't even speak english but yet they know all the words to your song somehow you know
1: god bless the internet yeah god bless
0: the internet mike you brought your ukulele with you today yeah uh, would you mind jamming something out for us yeah i'd love to
3: nice yeah so this is a tune a tune called no regrets <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to leave that. We got to leave that one in there. <laughs> okay, there we go. Here, I it. <laughs> Mike drop. <laughs> Okay, that podcast is
4: done.
3: (laughs) Post it. (laughs) All right, here we go. Take two. (laughs)
4: This life ain't over yet So please remember Not to forget A newborn baby's cry The very first tears They are so hopeful and great grandfathers died after many years it is a circle of teenagers find love Then screw it all up yeah. they are so Fearful yet somehow invincible. Oh, oh, this life is not a curse, no. But there will be hard times and it will get worse, but always do your best. Always remember that you are blessed. Everywhere you go Plant seeds Love will grow But remember Who you are And if you travel far Remember your heart where your home is. So if you travel to the stars, remember your heart and you won't be But I will place my bets And I will leave here With no regrets
1: Damn! Mike Love, everybody! Woo, Chicken you. skin! Oh, oh. Thanks,
3: guys. Thank you so much.
1: Damn. That is like the Cadillac of ukuleles.
3: <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah, It's actually built... Uh, built custom for me by a friend of mine uh, who's a really really amazing luthier he's built me a a classical guitar and a couple of ukuleles he's he's uh, his name's Pepe Romero Jr. and he's kind of he's the son of like a really super legendary flamenco guitarist Pepe Romero from Spain and and so his dad like pretty much uh, connected him with all the most incredible builders in europe to uh to learn how to build instruments from so he's like a a phenomenal phenomenal uh builder but he's also a surfer so he comes down here and that's that's how i met him and kind of just been really good friends ever since he lives up in san diego So is
1: it just a coincidence because Flamenco is an influence in your music? Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah.
1: Was it an influence in your music before you met this guy, or was it after? It really.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely for for a long, long time. So like meeting him and knowing his his dad's music uh, was was really amazing. And then uh, the first the first guitar he built me um, when when I was coming through town. Uh, it, the guitar was finished and he was like well I'm out of town but you know my dad's here and you could like meet him and get the guitar from him you or know, I could just ship yeah, it to you yeah that's was better that's like, better cool I'm on my <laughs> way no no I, was, no, I, no, I was totally like no no just ship it to me because I was like I didn't want to like I didn't want to meet him and be like hey yeah so here let me check out the guitar and then have to like play in front of him, you know. Oh, you're too <laughs> I nervous, was, like, way too intimidated. Wow! And then I was always kind of intimidated to meet him, but then I finally did meet him, and he is just like the most uh, humble and gracious person. And got to like you play got to play music yeah. with him, and oh. he's hilarious. He told me all kinds of really really funny <laughs> stories, <laughs> about, you know, touring and yeah.
1: Speaking of that, what's some of your craziest? What's the craziest thing you've ever done touring or seen touring? I should say.
3: Oh man. Uh, I don't know you know touring is like you You people kind of imagine it to be like very uh, glamorous and luxurious but like uh, you know my stories ab- about touring are like yeah so we uh, we played last night uh, till one in the morning and then we uh, we met people and, and hu- hugged them and and took photographs and signed stuff till about two thirty in the morning and then packed up our, our gear and got to the hotel at 4 a.m. and then (laughs) slept for three hours and then and then drove seven hours and got some food and did it all over again
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's the that's my same answer uh, you know with with BAMP everyone's like you know tell me all the crazy backstage stories I'm like they want organic they want to know where the (laughs) the closest best coffee shop is where the gym is and then they jump on a plane less than 24 hours after they landed it's like it's not the Motley Crue days are over yeah right unfortunately yeah Yeah. (laughs)
0: Well, that's yeah. got to be exhausting on on a on an artist that tour schedule. I know some artists just live for it, but uh, I mean, it just well, seems you like know, you might want to relax a little more.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I, I think that um, it it kind of depends. I mean, the music, the kind of music that we play is very, you know, it's very. We're really in touch with people while we're playing. And it's like a healing kind of music, you know. It's 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 very positive. It's it's very spiritual and it's a, and it's healing. So, when we're playing, we're like like any healers. We're like tapping into energy from the universe, and we're not really using our own energy. And at the same time, we're getting all this energy from the crowd. So, we he's get, talking about the force. Yeah, Mike well, Love is a Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's it's absolutely the force. Yeah, and and uh, so you know.
1: But so is that exhausting then? W- so, at the end no, of the day, I would
3: say I would say no. It's not really exhausting. I mean, there are times when, when yeah, you know, we do like multiple nights in a row where we're driving and through the night, and you know, it, it's it it does get to be sometimes at these points where you're like kind of like whoa, that was a nuts couple days. But then there's always like kind of like a a day where, you know, maybe you don't have to drive as far or you get a day off. And, you know, we we do really push it pretty hard. I mean, there's been tours where we did like 25 nights straight and didn't take a night off because, you know, we got, we all, everybody in the band has kids. So it's kind of funny because like we'll go out and then if we get a day off or like, God forbid, we have like two days off in a row, we're just like, we all start to get depressed because we're like, we don't have anything to do and we're just thinking like why are we here and not playing a show when we could be home with our kids you know so it's kind of it's it's good to to really push it and we get to connect with more people that way and you know it's 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 music it's not like you know construction or something so it's like amen to that you know (laughs) we get energized it's like we leave the stage with more energy even though we're like jumping around and and like you know putting out a lot of energy and, and bringing a lot of energy through it's like it, it's a very energizing process
0: yeah are there certain bands that uh are better to tour with or aren't better to tour
3: with?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, people that vibe with you people you know people that just get
3: yeah, it yeah you know i mean i i've i've been fortunate to uh on the m- most of the time now we uh we kind of do our own headlining tours, but mm-hmm. when I started going out and touring, we were uh, we were doing some some opening act tours, and you know we we're just blessed to go on tour with bands like Xavier Rudd and and Groundation and Naco and Trevor Hall and like all <sighs> these, these guys are all fire lines. Yeah, you know, Jeez. just like and 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 amazing people too. So it's like you don't really you know you're not dealing with anybody that's maybe like i don't know high mocks and then they they, you know they like don't want you in the you know like oh there's only one green room so you can't be in here or anything like that you know which happens
1: i've seen that many times yeah super awkward
3: yeah with bands that are touring together yeah yeah so that's kind of tough you know and and luckily i i haven't experienced that i mean i've definitely played done shows with bands that were like that and you're kind of like oh okay well you know i guess people just sometimes need their own space and and they don't know you or whatever, but it's. But I've been lucky to to be able to to tour with amazing bands that were just really you know, that I got to know really well and 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 could call my dear friends now. So,
0: when you're touring, doing these schedules like you know, 20 shows in mm-hmm. a row, um, what's the one thing you have to have when you land in a city? could be a rider thing or oh, could just be something um, you do instead. My
3: my my equipment. <laughs> <laughs> That's a given. <laughs> yeah. Does that happen where you show up and your gear's not there? Yeah, our tour uh this last year in Europe, we did uh we did a festival in France and then we had to be at a festival in Germany uh right the next day, so we had to fly and we went uh and we flew and then we got there in Germany and our stuff didn't show up. And it was like Air France and and they just like they they were they were just like, sorry, we don't know where your luggage is. We, and, and we were like, yeah, but, you know, we have these tracking numbers on here. Don't those, like, do anything? They're like, no, we can't, we can't find it. We can't track your luggage. And it was kind of like, you know, I've had luggage lost before. And then it was like they say, oh, yeah, you know, it's on, it's, it got held back, so it'll be on the next flight. It'll be here in a few hours. They were just like, sorry, we don't know anything. <laughs> and for, like, five days they couldn't find our Whoa. stuff. You so know, you, and, you had shows to play? And, and we had three shows that, that we just played with, you know. Uh, Not all I, had, all I had was my guitar. <laughs> I had my guitar, which I'd carried on. And Sam, my percussion player, who has like a huge, you know, he's he's got like drums and percussion, a kind of a hybrid kit. It's a really big thing. And, you know, if you've seen me live, I have a big pedal board, a mixing board. It's a lot of looping stuff. The show kind of revolves around me looping a drum part and looping a bass line and and looping all these parts and building it up so two guys are kind of sounding like ten guys you know and and I use all the equipment so I just had my guitar and I didn't even have like a guitar cable or a capo or anything for three shows but it was kind of amazing because we played like the first show in Germany and the second show was in in Germany at a castle at like six in the morning and we were like what is going on (laughs) and like 400 people came at like six in the morning as the sun was rising, we played this show. They came straight from the EDM festival. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what we were thinking. We were like, uh, our, our tour manager told us, oh yeah, this is like gonna be, I guess he didn't really know what it was. He was like, oh, it's gonna be an all night festival thing and there's gonna be a lot of EDM and then you guys are playing at six in the morning. And we got there and it was totally just our show, just us playing and it was like a sunrise show and everybody Whoa. came, and it was, like, really cold, too, and everybody came, like, bundled up in their blankets with, like, their tea and sat on the <sighs> lawn, and we just played, and and then the third show we played was in Amsterdam at a club, and it was, like, a, a small, like, 300-capacity club, and it was sold out, and we played, like, and it was my favorite show of the tour because we played, like, three hours plus of just songs with none, you know, it was just, like, I had to kind of revamp everything about every song because I relied. Yeah. Yeah. But it was really cool because, you know, the audience knew all the words. So like I got them like singing, you know, kind of divided them up into (laughs) parts and had them singing harmonies and parts. And and it was like amazing. And I I had borrowed this capo from somebody and and, uh, every time I would put the capo on the guitar, it was like not not a very good capo and the whole guitar would go out of tune and i didn't even have a guitar tuner so i was like tuning by ear on stage and like telling stories while i'm tuning like and every time i put the capo on like a few of the strings would be like way out of tune so i'd have to like but it was like this kind of amazing enlightening experience that made me realize that while we get so attached to all of our technology and all of the things that we think you know it's like I have this whole pedal board set up, and you know, every time I add something new to it, then it becomes like this thing that's like a necessity because I have some parts that revolve around that, and then and then I can't. I feel like, oh, I can't do the show if I don't have that. And then all of that stuff was gone, and we couldn't just be like, sorry guys, we can't play the shows. So, it was really an amazing experience, and and it just reminded me that no matter all of, with, with all the technology that we have, it's like the 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 things that are at the core of us like and and this you know this music at its core is just it's it's not about any of that technology it's about healing and connection and even when it's stripped down if we're just sitting with a guitar in the woods and playing it's like it's just as powerful if not maybe more powerful so you know after that, we got all our equipment back, and it was
1: it was cool, but it was nice to
4: have <laughs> yeah, it back. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but that's what makes you, in the long run, a better performer. You know, you, well, you kind of run a, through the gauntlet. A big test. You know? Yeah, it was I mean,
3: great. I mean, I you know, uh, it was it was so frustrating at the time, and we yeah. were, like, driving back to the airport, back and forth, and doing, like, these crazy, like, 10-hour drives in between shows to try and get back to the airport, just to talk to somebody for them to tell us. We don't know anything. And then finally, we went to the airport in Paris, which was our stop on the way to Germany. And we went there and described what our stuff looked like. And they were like, oh, yeah, it's back here.
1: (laughs) As in it's been back there the whole time. And we
3: just had to, like, go there and find it for ourselves. Oh, my (laughs) God. So if anybody (laughs) from Air France is listening. (laughs) Yeah, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no one listens to this show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Something has happened in the past uh, couple of years across the U.S. Uh, Marijuana has been legalized for recreational use what? in a number of states. Um, yeah. It'll be a while before uh, Hawaii gets it. Hopefully not too long. We got the medical, though. Uh, yeah. Baby steps, right? Yeah. Um, but as you, you play shows in these cities... Um, Are the audiences uh, different? Is the vibe different? I mean, (laughs) I I, I I imagine there was always weed backstage, but, I mean, now it's like there's weed everywhere.
3: Yeah, no, it's funny that you say that. Uh, We just actually, just this last weekend, just flew up and did a couple shows in Colorado, which is, you know, as you know, I think they might have been the first state to... First or or not the first, one of the first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, like, man, people there, I mean, they're like, you know, Guys will come up to you after the show and they'll be like, "Here, I grow this. It's like a, it's a purple dog haze, and I cross, you know. It's like they're like, yeah, the, you know, the turpins are really high, and uh, and you know, it's got a pretty, you know, it's like Lauren 25% describing CBD. her drink. Yeah, you know, it's everyone's just like, a chemist. I'm just like, you know, man, <laughs> Breaking Bad. Yeah, you know, yeah. So it's like they they take it like real seriously, but it's but it is funny, man, because like we'll play these shows and like over there, and man, people are so baked and like. And they and and we're just playing and it's like people are like kinda dancing, but they're not like normally like dancing what we're normally used to and then they're like cheering, but they're not like, you know, like super on it with like <laughs> with like sometimes, you know, if they do like a good solo or something, people will kinda go nuts or, you know, a certain part and then and then you like we kinda start to get down and like think, God, these like people like into it or what? And then and then, you know, you go after the show and they're like Man, that was the greatest show I've ever seen in my life. And like, that show changed my life. And you're like, okay, well, they were into it. They're just like, I just, guess, like too baked to, to <laughs> kind of like show it. So it's funny that you say that because it's like we kind of experienced that, uh, you know, especially in Colorado for some reason.
1: That's
0: like a, that's the name of an album, Too Stone to Dance
3: or
1: something. Like <laughs> <laughs> too Stone yeah. to Move. Aren't are you going back to Colorado too next yeah, month?
3: Yeah, we are. Right. Yeah, we just, uh, we're, yeah, yeah, right. In a couple of weeks now. So we just did these two shows, I guess, because they, um, they were up in like ski town. So it was up like, uh, in Keystone and Salida, which are like, you know, big, I mean, there was just like people all over the, all over the mountains. Like we were driving up to the place and you just, you just like see people pulling over on the side of the road and jumping out with their snowboard and like going down the mountain. It was like the last weekend. So it was like, I
1: hope they weren't stoned. (laughs) That'd be bad been a lot of snow
0: lately i mean it's springtime snow's yeah, supposed to be going away it's it was, still snowing
3: it was snowing the whole time we were there
0: our earth
1: yeah. is angry
3: oh earth, earth. <laughs>
0: we're slacking on this one
3: earth
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's global warming
1: but <laughs> well, it's earth month you said
0: that earlier well, it's earth, earth it's well it's earth day earth, earth month coming up earth month earth um, year should earth year be. it's yeah. earth year every year i hope yeah. yeah it's getting that way uh do you do are you doing a show on earth day
3: Yeah, we're doing a thing at UH, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, we're doing a thing at UH, yeah, and it's, you know, um, I'm not sure who else is playing. Do you know? There's a
1: three, I do know. Well, I know this much. (laughs) There's three local student musicians opening for Mike. Uh, This is April 19th at UH Manoa Campus Center in the courtyard. Uh, From 3 to 7, Mike is on at 5, headlining the show. Uh, We haven't been told who the three local student musicians are. Uh, Hopefully they don't suck.
2: (laughs) No (laughs) pressure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, No pressure. No pressure (laughs) opening for Mike Love. They're going to be great. Yeah. I'm sure.
1: And then there's a bunch of stuff early from 10 to 2 at the Campus Center where it's a lot more interactive with, like, the Surfrider Foundation, Sustainable Coastlines, Kahi and all those guys. Yeah. Um, And uh, I guess this is something they've been doing the last couple years and i don't know i know yeah so they're super fired up to have you be a part of it i've been told by more than one person affiliated with uh that mike love is big with the uh college students
3: yeah (laughs) yeah you know it's great i mean you know playing doing something for earth day i mean obviously as you said you know it should be it should be earth year all around but it's cool to do an event like this which is really focused you know they have like the the, um, solar powered, like everything's solar powered with the sound system and stuff. Yeah. It's a solar powered DJ booth. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's great. so yeah, you know, and, and, uh, and I think just raising people's awareness, you know, I, I think a lot of, a lot of stuff has kind of come to light recently, um, with, with all, you know, all our overuse of plastic and, and, uh, you know, a lot of the, the chemicals we're mm-hmm. finding in the water and you know there's there's just so much stuff going on that I think is it's kind of coming to a really like a tipping point you know and you have uh, you have like China now refusing to accept uh, foreign recycling and, and stuff like that which is which is where the US has been sending I think a primary mm-hmm. amount of of our recycling and you know even with recycling You know, there's only a certain amount of that plastic that actually gets recycled. And if you think about it, you know, when we're going to like the grocery store and you go to the grocery store and you fill up your cart and you have your, you know, you you look at your cart and you have so much uh, processed food and all of that stuff, you know, not only is it terrible for our bodies because of all the chemicals that and preservatives and stuff but then it also comes with so much packaging and if you mm. think all this stuff is just one time use like the plastic straws and the plastic bottles and it's just you use it one time and then people have this idea like it disappears you know you put it into a recycling bin or you put it into the trash and it goes to the landfill and people have this idea that like there's like a limitless amount of space at the landfill or, or are they maybe don't realize that, you know, a lot of our recycling has been shipped out to uh, foreign countries and and now that's there's just too much, you know? And then you look at crazy things like the Pacific garbage patch like doubling in size and like, you know, how, how long, I mean, how much plastic are we going to use and how long is it going to be before the edge of that Pacific garbage patch reaches our shore it's almost yeah. like it
1: should reach our shore because then people will finally start
3: doing something, something about right. it yeah well, yeah well it is i mean you out know of and sight, you out of out of mind and if you do you know and you mentioned kahi and sustainable coastlines and if you do go and do one of their beach cleanups it's it's really eye-opening and and it's really insane how much just you know like these sh- giant like shipping containers full of of garbage and and uh, plastic and and fishing nets and stuff and it's just like there's it's an insane amount there's an insane amount of garbage in the ocean you know and and we get a lot of the air we breathe from the ocean you know we we get a, a like the it's 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 a absolutely integral part of our of our life of our living cycle so you know it's it, it's it's important and and we know that more than most people living here in Hawaii our connection with the ocean is much stronger than somebody yeah. you know living in Oklahoma or something so so it's kind of i think it's up to us to really uh you know be at the forefront of of awareness and and i think it's 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 really important to make people aware yeah. first of all that's 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 the first step make them aware and 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 hopefully willing to to make a change because it's not that hard you know it's just a it's just that we're used to our our comforts and, and these things like, you know, having bottled water and, and yeah. like not having to remember to carry a reusable bottle, but it's such a simple thing, you know, or just having, uh, you know, carrying a, a set of, you know, bamboo silverware or a glass straw or a metal straw and, you know, and having it with you and just being able to, to say, no, I don't need a straw because if you think, you know, if you, if you use you know a couple hundred straws a year if you're like you know the kind of person that goes to like starbucks every day or something and you're using a straw every day it's like that's a just a lot of straws from one person you know or a lot of cups from one person and then you multiply that by you know eight billion people across the planet and it's just it's unfathomable and you you know you think this is happening year after year so you know we gotta we we do have to Analyze everything that we're doing and and think about the impact for the future and not be so short-sighted, you know
0: College students have always been uh, ahead of the game on this It seems like when you get to college if the free-thinking mind starts to develop, you know Realized visualizations of the earth and maybe some solutions. Uh, It seems like this generation is a little more woke though it
1: seems like wow! Look at you it, dropping the the lingo.
0: You know, it just it seems like <laughs> you know we've finally come to the point where people are realizing something has to change, which is why it's great that you're doing the show at at UH, um, yeah. particularly right here in Hawaii.
1: Earth Day, from from what I've been told uh, by the UH Sustainability Department, which is who brought Mike in and who is behind this Earth Day thing, uh, said that the the Earth Day at UH appears to be growing every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're able to, you know, bring in somebody like you for it. But they they've seen clear clear growth every year in this, and they're hoping this is going to be the biggest year yet. Nice.
3: Yeah, you know, and we did. Uh, we just did this. <laughs> we just. I'm pretty sure there was about like 20 Earths yeah. in there. Lawrence passed one. out <laughs> drunk already. She's out. She, She's been quietly for, drinking uh, in the corner. For you guys <laughs> at home, I I'm, I just want to say I hope that you're all drinking you know nice pure water from your (laughs) reusable bottles please (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) or from the tequila bottle either way
3: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah you know we've done this thing uh we did this thing uh this last year called veg fest which is uh which is a event organized to promote uh veganism you know and and that's just another yet another really important thing uh Due to you know that that affects our impact on the earth is our diet you know and and uh the the meat and dairy industry it's it's just it's hor- it's yeah. it's horrible it's very very devastating to our planet and and
0: how long have you been vegan
3: i've been vegan well i've been vegetarian for uh you know i really i really kind of like lost track but i've been vegetarian for uh for at least about 15 years and and vegan for definitely more than half of that I would say vegan, you know, probably about ten years.
0: It's easier now than it was probably ten years it's ago. It's way easier, man. I oh, mean, yeah. it's
3: crazy to like go to, you know, like uh, some someplace Anywhere, like really. South yeah. Carolina or like or or Nebraska or something, and then you go into a town in in Nebraska, and you're like, wow, there's like five. Like strictly vegan restaurants here, you know it's yeah. it's pretty amazing.
0: It used to be if you were vegan, it, it meant you couldn't eat anywhere. You, yeah, even yeah. vegetarian. Yeah, you just you had couldn't eat anywhere in your own Still kind of
3: tough in Europe when we go and tour in Europe, yeah. especially in France. It's just like Pius more with vegan. the France. <laughs> <laughs> I love France. I mean, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. We, I love France. It's do probably you though? A, it's probably <laughs> do a, you? I do. I do. But you know their their idea. Of, you know they're <laughs> I mean, they're they're so kind, but like you'll be like, you know, we'll we'll go to do a. Show show yeah. and then the promoters are like you know supposed to pro- provide a dinner for us and, th- and then you know they go oh yeah we we they gave they gave it like their best crack at at cooking something vegan but it was like something they'd never even heard of up until this point yeah, so yeah. you got like some like rice with like some spaghetti sauce and some like vegetables that were cooked like probably an hour too long in the the pan and you know but it's just like you're kind of like oh thank you thanks for this (laughs) that's great merci
1: beaucoup (laughs) promoters are the worst
3: (laughs) we got time for another song what's this one about it's a song about Earth Day, kind of uh, in in a Hey-o. way. <laughs> it's it's hard to find hope sometimes when you when you see a lot of the crazy things that are that are happening and 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 ecologically things are spinning out of control. Emotionally, people are spinning out of control. People are going crazy. And and uh, you know, at the core of us all, connecting us all, is love. That's the that's the highest spirit. And and I believe that connection is stronger than than any other force any other energy on this earth and so uh regardless of how bleak things may seem sometimes i do believe that love will find a way and i wrote as i was writing it i realized it was kind of unfolding it as this um kind of circular thing with four different parts there are four different verses i became aware that i needed to get four different voices so i so i reached out to uh, three friends of mine who have influenced me heavily and and inspired me heavily Nako and Trevor Hall and Paula Funga and uh, you know just asked them if they'd be a part of it and it kind of in the end came out more beautifully than I ever imagined it to be so here it is I wanna be good I wanna do better
4: wanna live long be strong but I know I won't live forever so while I'm alive, I'm gonna make a spark And I hope that my life will be a light shining bright for those who were lost in the dark I wanna give love, I wanna have patience I wanna feel the animal within, be wild like the wind but gracious I'm gonna clear my seeds. I'm gonna watch them grow and the hope that my force sure will restoring us a chorus that was lost long ago. I feel the fire burning. I know the tide is turning our way. Though the skies might be gray, in the distance I can see the sun has got to break through someday. And all that's left to see is love will. Yeah. Wind. I want to hear my people singing, singing songs of redemption, singing songs of the truth, singing songs of the peaceful warrior nation, singing songs to the gods of love and thankfulness. Because we are alive striving to thrive you know, and we know that we're blessed yeah cause we are the ones who come to wipe away the poison that's been saving into the heart It's keeping us apart You gets under the heart of the matter all you're gonna find out is it all that matters is the heart and at the end of the day with
2: No dip my toes in the eternal fountain. I'm gonna see the truth. And though I've told some lies, gonna wear my heart on my sleeve for you to believe the honesty in my eyes <laughs>
4: Mama, keep me warm, Mama. Yeah, like a white dove a piece on the battlefield, like a hunger homeless man is his only meal, like a man the doctor said would die but he was healed and all he did was pray. Love will find like and a way. Like a sunbeam through the storm clouds, like an innocent prisoner breaking out, like a warrior who wants to run in the face of fear but he chooses to stay.
2: Love will find like a way. Like a going out of A single mother working three jobs just a to put food on the plate
4: Love will find a way Like a deaf in a symphony Like an activist who chains herself a up to a tree Like a, a man who quits a his job a to follow his dreams without a penny to his name Love will find a way 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 like a farmer growing crops in the desert sand Like a masterpiece painted with a cripple head Like a surfer towing him wearing a grin into a 60-foot wave Love will find a Like a way. guitar player playing his fingers bleed Like a piano man with thought that is playing two, three Like a singer he was hoarse but he still forces himself to take the stage Love will find a Like a way. blind man see
2: Another day, love will find love a, a way to a
4: summer breeze. Like a child in your dreams into realities. Like a place where race, religion, sex, or creative class don't have a need. Love will find a way. Love will find a way.
1: listen to that to that to the full version of that song.
3: Oh, you can find it on on uh, basically any any digital outlet, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, any anywhere you go, you'll find it. Yeah, just Google. look up yeah, Google, <laughs> Google, Google <laughs> Play. <laughs> you, you mentioned, uh, you're on <laughs> <Napster. laughs>
0: the my space. The <laughs>
1: yeah. Hi, Tom.
0: You're on YouTube. Uh, people can find you easily, your music. Um, how do we follow you on social media? What's, what's the best way to, to reach you on um, Instagram? And, and
3: yeah, you can go to, uh, you can go to my website, which is Mike dot com, And then, uh, it has all the links to there. You know, Instagram is Mike love music. I think, uh, it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lee, thanks for coming in. Thanks for
0: uh, for being so talkative today. Yeah, yeah, Lee, that's why we didn't give you a microphone. we were just, just giving a thumbs up. up. Got to put a muzzle <laughs> on that guy. Yeah. Lee, uh, how do we uh, follow you at Hawaiian Brian's? Uh, come on over here to the mic.
4: Yeah, we're at Brian's dot com too. We have a. It just goes right to our events page, our events listing, and cool. we also update Instagram at Hawaiian so.
1: And now is. Uh, during the break in the tour, are you doing your regular Hawaiian Brian's gig or no?
3: Yeah. So, yeah. Every time we're home, uh, no matter what when we're home, we're always at Hawaiian Brian's on Wednesday nights with my band, The Full Circle. And on Monday nights, I play over there solo. So I'm there two nights a week. Uh, yeah, just... Every time I'm home, so if you're looking for that, you can, I guess, just go to my website and, and uh, <laughs> look at the tour and look at the holes, and yeah. <laughs> I'll be here.
1: <laughs> and if you've only seen Mike Love Acoustic or you've only seen him with the full band, it's like two completely different experiences. Yeah. you you got, you got to check out both, for sure. Yeah, Lauren, how do we see. find you?
0: Are you on social media? Can we stalk you?
2: You can. <laughs> or you can come see me at Baku.
0: Okay, What's, <laughs> <So> your, <laughs> what's your Insta?
2: It is Lolo.Clark with two Ks at the end.
0: Is it private? It is not. No, you can stop this. Anybody can follow you? Jeez, Maleko. Calm down.
1: (laughs) Just saying. God.
0: Just saying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, but thanks for covering for me and asking. (laughs) Making like it's about you. Asking for a friend. Yeah, (laughs) asking for a friend. When are you at Baku?
2: I am there every day besides Thursdays and Saturdays.
0: Thursdays and Saturdays suck. We're not going there those <laughs> days. <laughs>
2: Definitely come see me.
0: Yeah, Lauren Lee, thanks for coming in. Mike Love, everybody.
2: Yes. Thank you.
0: Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Moleco and Flash podcast. Flash, we've got so much coming up. Uh, next week, we're finally going to air that infamous uh, oh boy. That infamous web- yes. webcam porn star episode uh, that has been sitting in Flash's. Like Flash has been holding on to this one for weeks. I don't know why
1: you haven't decided to post it. but. I mean, connect the dots. That's why I have. Uh, <laughs> posting it, yeah. So that's
0: going to come up next week, and then after that, um, we've got uh, we've got a, the best MC in town. It's not Flash.
1: No, it's actually it's uh, he's Mister Entrepreneur, Mister. Um, he's got his fingers in every pie in Hawaii, Lanai. He's, yeah, he's actually legitimately one of the best morning show DJs ever in Straight Hawaii. Up. Lanai Augie T's old partner. Um, yeah. and he's, now he's he's a tour guide. He makes wine. Uh, he has a cooking
0: show. All, he does the food truck uh, on the
1: TV. He's just the guy. Guys everywhere. The guy
0: is is doing everything. We're gonna find out uh, what it's like to be uh, the busiest entrepreneur in Hawaii that used to be a radio DJ. Uh, a lowly radio DJ, just like Flash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening to the Maleko and Flash podcast exclusively on iHeartRadio, Radio, but now also on iTunes. And tune in. Uh, so listen to us wherever you, your favorite podcasts are, and tell your friends. Okay, bye.
1: <laughs> hey, that's it. So if you liked what you heard, <laughs> which which is unlikely, but that's fine. <laughs> but if you did, tell your friends. Yes, how would I tell my friends? How how does this iHeart App podcast thing work? Really, Will I go? really good. Look up. You <laughs> see you see those three dots at the top of the screen there on the right? Click
0: that. That's the uh, the okay. share button. Check. Got and it. then you can uh, email it, you can text your friends, you can copy the link, you could post it on social media.
1: Yeah just post it on social media. We don't oh, want I'll you sh- to text your friends or email them. We want every we want as many people mm-hmm. to know about this as possible. So yeah. don't be shy. And don't forget to follow us on social. I'm at DJ Maleco. I'm at Flashy808. That's Flashy with two E's. Or I guess if you turn the still talking. If like, you turn the push up. notifications on on uh-huh. your on your app, then it will automatically tell you
0: I'm not listening.
1: that there's I've a new show coming up.
0: I left the room. <laughs> no one cares.
4: Oh, I so want to hear more. <laughs> hey <laughs>